I'm Stephen Jack Butala. And I'm Jill DeWitt, and this is The Land Academy Show. This is episode number 1968, and today we are talking about the difference between a side hustle and your career in land investment, and then a little later we're going to talk about how to hire and train a transition coordinator who can also uh, effectively answer the phones. Both of these topics are were um, requested pretty seriously in Discord. Well, I was going to say too, uh, I think we've been doing so much transition in our office. I think you said transition coordinator <laughs> instead of transaction coordinator. So let me let me just clarify that too, because you know what? There's a there's a time for both. Yeah. Right now in our companies. Jack is the transition coordinator. That's true. <laughs> Which is you over there, you over there, you we may not have a home for, and you, you're in kind of thing. <laughs> That's the transition coordinator. When are we not going through a transition? Oh That's my, my question. gosh, I know. Even, you know, between, even between us, it's a constant transition. You know, like when you're younger, <laughs> yeah. you say, oh, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. This is what men do. Oh. And this is going to happen, and by the time I'm 28, this is going to happen, and then pretty much by the time I'm 32, 34 years old, it's over. All the transitioning's over, everything's kind of locked in, it's on autopilot, and we're good. And that just never happens. Oh, that's not what women do. So, you know, this is actually probably not bad then. We're never disappointed. So, if it, if you've had all those things, uh, oh, hold on a moment. A well, just hold on a second, that. though. Women are never disappointed. That's, <laughs> not the, with show, that. that's the show for next week. <laughs> Not with that stuff. No, but I mean, you like you have your plan, and you said it never goes as it never goes like that. But so here's the here's the beauty of it for us. We have simple goals, but we don't have like a timeline plan like that. Um, so it's easier to not be disappointed. Slash, however. We do have a thing called a biological clock, and that does kick in sometimes, and nobody knows, you know, and that's one of the hard parts for women. It's like bursting out in tears when you're reading Hallmark cards. You don't know when it's coming. See, to me, that <laughs> the two, those two things are lead to disappointment. A biological oh. clock and a Hallmark cards lead to disappointment, not positive stuff. No, <laughs> it's okay. Depends on when you're buying a Hallmark card. Maybe it's for your best friend saying congratulations on your divorce. Just mm -hmm. kidding. <laughs> that isn't negative. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Each week on the show, we answer questions uh, from our Land Academy member Discord forum, mm -hmm. review land acquisitions from our weekly member webinars, and take a deep dive into two land-related topics by popular request. If you want a sneak peek of our Discord forum, go to landacademy.com. It's free. I think it's under the tools tab. I meant to say congratulations on your baby. I didn't mean to go negative. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, and by the way, too, if you want us to answer your questions or you just, you know, right here on this show or you need some help getting involved, don't forget, you can just text my team. It's 480-530-7383. They are red. You will get a response. Thanks. So, Austin wrote, here is a blow-by-blow blow update. I put that, uh, one second, I, I just set this up. If you haven't sent a mailer out, this is exactly what you can expect to happen. Okay. I actually love this entry in Discord. Oh, good. Okay, so mailer number one, which was 4,000 units sent on August 1st, and we're on day three of having the mail hit the mailbox. About two weeks later. Perfect. 11 hate calls in. Of the 11, seven or so have said, 
went from degrees of anger uh, to is your head screwed on straight to value value the service you're providing and we'll hang on to your letter when it's time to sell. Oh, I see. So we have different anger. Like, are you are you nuts to, oh, I don't know, but I'll hang on to it kind of thing. Credits to Jill and uh, Jack's de-escalation techniques and friendly, respectful, sir, ma'am, you know, Mr., Mrs., in our responses. That makes a difference. Way to go uh, adjusting to your, yeah. to your inbound sellers. And calming them down. Yep. Yep. So one caller today has three properties to sell and wants to talk to his wife and get back to us tomorrow. It's probably a sixty to $90,000 acquisition. We'll keep you all apprised. Comments and feedback are welcome. Uh, on point in time progress and then came back uh, assessed on August 15th where would you all recommend I go for a strong uh, near complete template operating agreement for a land uh, investing LLC articles of formation are done we're a single member LLC I'm I'm guessing Oh, I'm just guessing for title work. They just need an operating agreement. What happened is he sent a mailer out, 4,000 unit mailer out. Two weeks later, calls started coming in. He got a bunch of hate. This is a template, what you can expect. Bunch of hate. And then one person says, uh, several people say, I'm not sure I'm ready to sell Mm -hmm. now, but possibly in the end. So you can see how the multiple mailers build over time. Mm -hmm. And then one person says, yeah, I've got three properties and I'm I'm pretty interested in selling. And then what I meant to say here, and I drove it 15 days later mm-hmm. from this entry. Oh, okay. He's asking for an LLC operating agreement because he's getting funding to buy these properties. Moving forward. That's what's happening. Yay. And so I think I, I put this entry in here to give everybody a very, very straightforward, honest, and accurate uh, expectation for what a mail, what happens with a mailer. Some people are some people who have a sales background and who have kind of a numbers background, like Jill and I have, uh, respectively, are elated with these results. I sent out four thousand. I got uh, by the time the mailer's over, he's going to buy several properties. Maybe let's just say three to five. He's going to get a lot more hate, and he's going to get a lot of people that are going to hang it on the refrigerator and think about it. Well, even day Those three, are amazing day results. three. Amazing results for any marketing mm-hmm. campaign. What matters is he buys one great property and makes fifty to eighty to a hundred thousand bucks. Right. Then it pays for the dumb mailer, and then everything else is gravy. If you're not or numbers oriented, I put this in here so maybe you can start thinking this way. Because if you're just going to focus on those eleven hate calls, and the, and not the actual property that you're going to buy and make a ton of money on, right? That's maybe not the best approach. Understood. Congratulations. This is good. He's been a, he's a new member. He's been very vocal and, and we appreciate your participation. Yeah. Today's first topic is the difference between a side hustle and your career in land investment. Which one is it for you, Jill? Are you still? Oh, hundred percent side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is a total side hustle to my, to my life, which is goofing off with you. Does that count? Yes. Okay. Mission accomplished there, too. <laughs> it wasn't always that way. We're in Livingston, Montana uh-huh. right now. Just north of Yellowstone National Park. We have been loving this area and driving all around. Not appreciating the heat right now. Anyone in Montana here, where are we? The middle of August um, that we're recording this, um, that it's a little warm 
but it's awesome and beautiful and it's just so great um so you know what's interesting may i start sure sure okay so here's I see this as a progression for a lot of people, and and I and since you asked me that question, this is this inspired this response and this thought, which is, this could very easily start out as something you do on a side, while you have a W two job because you're being smart about this and you want to get it up and rolling you want to get some money in the bank you want to work out the kinks yeah so what you're you're you don't have a lot of free time big deal you're working on building this company on the side because then this could become your career right then you get to someday a lot of people this is their goal to ditch whatever they were doing make this their career you know and then they can gosh just they kind of get their lives back your 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 time is what you want it to be you do deals when you want to do the deals you do deals however bigger how smaller how many you want to do in a week or a month dream it up you work as hard as you want to work and make as much money as you want to make then this is the kicker i hadn't thought about till you just asked me that question this could become then you could really you know scale it back down what if what if you like you know, I don't want to work. I'm, I'm, I, I made so much money, you guys. This is happening, you know. And now I wanted to spend time with X and do whatever. So I'm gonna kind of dial it back a little bit. It's still my, it's still my business and still my main income. But I'm not working as hard as I wanted to, because I'm spending my time with my family, my grandkids, my RV trip, you know, whatever it is. So I. I think it always should start as a side hustle. Always. I, I'll, I'll give you my personal uh, anecdote or story here. I started buying and selling land and in, invest, investing in real estate in some way in around, around 1995, early 95, and continued to do that casually until about 2000, and, around 2000, when I did a deal uh, as, as a side hustle, let's call it. I don't like the word side hustle, but everybody understands what it is, so we'll just call it a side hustle. It was a side business is what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it gives it a little bit more seriousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a side business now, but it's going to be a, my, my primary business. That should be your intent. Or, you know, kudos for having a side business. Jeez, that's how you get out of the, the doldrum of the W-2. So I think you should, you're either going to, succeed at this or succeed at some other side business until it's your main business and you live happily ever after but anyway from around 95 to around 2000 it was i always had a a pretty good w2 job and i would do the stuff on the weekends or at night and i did an amazing deal which netted over a million bucks and uh that's when i walked in and said it's it's bye (laughs) and so my side hustle became my career in land and i would really uh really encourage you to look at it that way and ask yourself, yeah, I love that land investment or I don't. Maybe I'll try something else if it's not working out. If the land investment thing's working out, just you know, put the pedal down to the floor, the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. It's not for everyone. I also have to tell you, I'm. Uh, I, this is a very personal note. I am. I've picked up the guitar for probably the nineteenth time in my life, I'm and this so time, proud of you. I'm convinced this time is. You know, I'm going to actually learn how to play, and and. Uh, but this time, it, what's different is the availability of what's on the internet and learning is different from the last time I did it. So I'm taking lessons online, just on YouTube. I'm not even paying for it and giving myself a practice schedule, putting it in a calendar and on and on and on. And I was thinking the other day, like what, what because this is kind of new for me. It's, or is it's it? important to you now. Well, or is it new? So 
I played in band in high school, so did Jill. Um, I played the piano casually my entire life. I can generally read music and count and all that stuff. Not very well, but I'm aware of it. Let's just say that. I'm aware that what music is and how it works. And so I'm going through this and I'm thinking to myself, what if I was new at LAN trying to learn it? And what, you know, what do I want to bring to the table? Well, this new guitar endeavor, I'm bringing to the table a general understanding of how music works. I'm not starting from a cold, just cold start. So if you have some type of experience, professional experience that lends itself so that you're not starting from a cold start, it's huge. It doesn't feel that way when it's happening. It doesn't feel like the worst guitarist that there ever was, which I'm probably close to that person. But I honestly, there's the, I'm not starting cold. So I know what I'm getting myself into. My point is, I hope that you've got some type of experience you can bring to the table and not start cold. And if you do, what you're if, at a good advantage. Well, what if you don't? Then you're going to have to work harder. That's okay. And that's totally okay. Yeah. You may have to spend a little more time doing some more, you know, research and recon before you dive in. So what? You know, follow this podcast for a year if it takes that long for you to really feel comfortable and understand it. Follow our community. Ask questions. You know, watch all our videos, you know, and watch other people's videos. There's so much great stuff out there. You know, really try to understand what a deed is, the technical terms, all that good stuff. Um, and like you said, you don't have to work a little harder. I want to add one more thing on the guitar thing, which is, is this is really important. I'm glad that you're doing this. And I know, I think it's because it's important to you now. And so I was going to offer that. I will try to learn to sing. <laughs> you <laughs> to know what? Go, Talk about a cold start. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any saving my singing voice, which has never existed. <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that. But Jill has many talents in uh, singing you. and dancing, and especially singing and dancing at the same time. Hold just on. fall into that category. Now, hold on a moment. I don't think I suck at dancing as bad as I suck at singing. So give me a break there. So um, I might, maybe, you know what? I might take some Western dancing. That is what I would like to do. I would like to learn to two-step and do some other things. I think that would be really cool. Did we, did we finish this topic sufficiently? I think so. Okay. Everybody understands side hustle and your career in land. Side hey, you know what? leads to your career. Well, you know what I'm going to say too? I want to make this really, I need to hit this home. When you're starting out like this, this is not going to be a five-hour-a-week side hustle. I want you to know, you need to really decide if you're going to do this because if you're going to do it and do it right and you want this to be your career, you're pretty much going to give up other stuff in your life. It might be some trips that don't happen because some weekends your heads are down learning this stuff, you know, so, but you can do that. You could have, we have many successful people that have come from really intense PhD, like really they have PhD they have PhDs and they have careers that require PhDs who said, I don't want to do this anymore. And so they, they probably work 60 or so hours a week. And then they started this on the side. So what does that mean? They're up at 4 a.m. and this is what their weekends are. But it's not like that forever. So I want you to know this is not a, just a skip along the top side hustle. Oh, I'm just going to learn it. And they're going to hold my hand. No, there's stuff you got to do. You're going to have to pick your own counties. You're going to have to get the mail out. You're going to have to answer the phone. But you know what? You got us right here. We will show you what to do. And and you can get there. Well said. Thank you. Let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. Would you do this deal? Uh, Russ County, Texas. Accepted offer price, where are we? 80, or excuse me, $10,000. I think we can sell it for 45. 
I think this is very low and conservative. I like that. So then we have access on Main Street, 10.37 acres. Adjacent, not really. It's rural. The neighbor has the easement for a road through the whole property. How does it through affect the whole your value? property? Um, on Google Earth, it looks like it's in a slopey area. Um, I think I got a decent amount of expensive. acreage cheap and it would be hard to lose. Okay. Oh, oh and oh, I see an area. easement through the whole northern part of the property. Mm -hmm. That's no big deal. Because it's 10 acres. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Own it since 89. I'm curious. Thank you. Well, we're batting 500 right now. I know. Let's see if we can keep that going because 10 grand is nothing for 10 acres anywhere in Texas. Mm -hmm. I don't know where Tatum is. It's way, way, way east. Look, right here. Oh, Dallas, Austin, Midland. Okay. Got it. Longview. Got it. Oh, they live in Longview too. So that's interesting. Every single one of these properties, regardless of, I love seeing this. Mm -hmm. Every single one of these properties, regardless of size or location, and the zip code is less than, is almost half of your purchase price for 10 acres. I don't like the DOM. One property is sold. So this is very rural with no data at all. Mm -hmm. It's good houses. I still don't like the days on market. Houses 250, start at 250 in the zip code that's good and we don't know in texas you're gonna to have to dig down and find out what these sold for like this you get a good 000. if you go down to the home details it'll give you a good indication home details 250 260 i'm glad yeah. you like the details click on the home details and it'll show you how listed sometimes pending you can see sold and it won't give you a number you got a good idea how quickly it went pending and sold if it if they got that number so this is good dirt you know, the easement doesn't scare me at all. This is what he means by easement. They're just driving over your property uh, to get to their house here. There's a ton of other property to work with. That sort of passes the adjacent test, sort of. I'd like to see a lot more development here, but I love the dirt. I like it. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm down. So write a $10,000 check, put a sign out here, get a listing maybe, or put a sign. That's the, the good, I wish I could see it. You get the, a sign on it and uh, sell it for 20, maybe 30. Awesome. Yeah. Good. I would do the deal. Jill, do you have exciting news about Career Path? Oh, I do, and even Land Academy. There is, uh, I don't know if it's happening today, but right about now, there's going to be a big announcement for some special stuff happening for people who want to join Land Academy. So check it out. Good. Go to go to our Facebook page, go to Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Dream It Up. There's probably some stuff on there just point you in the right direction for a live announcement. Um, so check out landacademy.com. And then, of course... Depending who you are and where you are in your career at this point, um, Career Path still has seats open. Career Path is our highest level kind of mastermind coaching program. It's eight weeks long. We take 15 to 20 people in a class. I have two classes going on this fall. They start at the end of September. And again, go to landacademy.com and under resources, join one of the two. You'll find it. Look for Career Path. It's awesome. Instead of taking a question from our Discord channel, like we always do on the show, I have something different that I think you might enjoy, listener. I'm going to ask Jill some questions because we are, Jill and I are, geez, celebrating, I think it's 14 years working together. Uh, 19... 2009 <laughs> sorry 2009 yeah, 14 years 14 or 15 years coming on uh -huh. 15 so uh -huh. 
you know, and I, I've been thinking because we have a really good crew, uh, both vendors right now in Land Academy and uh, a fantastic transaction coordinator and just generally a great group of people in Land Academy. It's taken a lot of years. We started Land Academy in 2015. Right. And what I've really been thinking about is the synergy and the, the synergistic um, relationships and working relationships that we all kind of have have together and how many people that that didn't work with in the beginning <laughs> to get to having these synergies. And then it's like when you get to the synergistic relationship that Jill and I have, there, there's been many, many people, many business partners that I've had before this, and Jill's been in a lot of different professional and social roles also. So I guess my big question is to you, how do you achieve that? How do you achieve ultimately? I believe, I, the root of my question is, I really believe most people don't ever get here at all, socially and professionally, because with a partner, they get comfortable in a situation that's mediocre and don't strive to get oh. into a situation where there's true synergistic energy. With you and me? So what do you do? What, what would your advice be for people who are younger and maybe new at this, who don't even know that they need to have some type of synergistic relationship from a partnership standpoint mm -hmm. or a vendor standpoint? When I say vendors, I mean like the person, the, a vendor, a great example for us is a, a great real estate agent who can liquidate property sure. and understands you. So what right. would your advice be to, to people who are trying to achieve that or what would you say? Uh couple things figure out how they communicate like I'm thinking you know I love your I love your third party like a like a real estate agent like I'm using them you know do we connect are we on the same page and do we want the same goals and that can apply that sentence applies to you and me and it applies to me and real estate agent fill in the blank county and kind employees of thing. and everything yeah and employees do we all have the same goals you know uh, that's huge and then finding out how they communicate and then trying to as best I can communicate with them and how they need me to communicate it doesn't do any good for me to dig my heels in and say they need to figure they need to read my mind they need to understand what I mean and just do it my way nah it's not gonna really get to the same goal because if you both are doing that if you're both trying to, you know, I'm trying to understand them and they're trying to understand me and I, we're trying to each meet in the middle, that is, then you're going to win. It's awesome. Um, the other thing is sit back, trust, trust them to do their job and stay out of their way, you know, and then, and give them some time to, to do their job, set, set some fair goals and achievements. Like, you know, again, back to the, back to, you know, a broker that I might be working with. I want to, you know, when's the listing going to be up and, and did the photos come out good and that kind of a thing, you know, let them go off and do it. I don't need to nitpick them and say, I'm going to pick the lead photo. I'm going to pick the whatever, you know, that's stupid. And it's a waste of my time. What do I have them for? You know, if, if I'm doing that much work, uh, and, and, uh, yeah. Boy, I think you know that. And that's what I was hoping you would say mm -hmm. is same goals. Yeah. So if you have an employee that, you know, there's, geez, employees take a job or seek a job for all kinds of different reasons it doesn't make you know mm -hmm. you would think it's not it's just they need a paycheck that's really just not the case if you survey read surveys on how to have employees and keep employees happy money is like never even in the top Usually three not. things so there's right. certain i've had a million employees in my uh, over geez i've had a lot of employees and some of them come in and they just set up shop and you can watch them literally do it like they bring in their coffee cup they get their desk they set it all up you know that's not the same goal that I have. I have 
the goal that I have is is month over month doing better. So next month we're gonna do better than this month, and this month is better than last month. And hey, employee X, I need your help. Mm-hmm. So now we have the same goals. If they're like, "Why well, are you kidding? How can I help?" I, yeah, I know you hired me over here to do this thing, but I've had some experience doing this other thing, and it looks like how you guys are doing it. Maybe that's not the best way, uh, or maybe just why don't you give, let me get a crack at it and see how we. That's now we have the same goal, mm-hmm. and I think that happens uh, in a marriage and in all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Where are, are you? Are we all going on the, down the same path here together, or are we staying in each other's way? And way more often than not. It's the latter, and I getting think that, each other's way. Yep, oh. and I think that you need. To, it's very important for you to be successful in life, which is probably why you're listening to this. You want to. Um, there's there's a there's a point in every relationship, professionally or socially, where you say, "I'm no longer going to work on this." Um, the dumping the baby with the bathwater, and I'm going to start again. That's it's not... very, very hard to decide where that line is. Yeah, that's not necessarily. It's. I mean, it's. It, All the positive stuff you say on the show, I just counteract. You. I know that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to save this right now, and you went down this path, and I'm like, I, I don't know if I can recover from this one. <laughs> this is awesome. Whew, I forgot. That's my final one. Save them. Save them from themselves. Sometimes they might be throwing out some things that are really important. <laughs> Like she, like me. <laughs> oh no, no, I've been thrown out way more than I've done the throwing out. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh boy, Whew. thanks. Good, good uh, chat. <laughs> Today's second topic is how to uh, hire and train a transaction coordinator who can also effectively answer the phones. Well, I have done this. I know. That's why, <laughs> that's why I put this in here. I figure, I, I, I figure you know, you're generally know qualified to answer these questions and talk about I know about how to do stuff. these. Yeah. I'll tell you one. Well, here's what's funny. The minute you post an ad. So let me back up. What's a transaction coordinator? Okay. You're cruising along. Your side hustle is now your real full-time business. And guess what? Now you're getting busy. And the minutia of babysitting title agents and making sure this got posted and wiring money and oh they need a copy of my uh, article organization articles you know because I have a new agent in this area they need this stuff fill in the blank you know it just gets to be too much you're like it's slowing me down Uh, it's keeping me from making money which I should just be sending out the mail and getting the deals moving through those deals I don't need to be doing the paperwork part that's where a transaction coordinator comes in and they will organize it all they 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 take all of that that off your plates so um, where do you find them well well the first place is all right I'm gonna go out and hire one right and I'll tell you right now the minute you put um, wanted you know are looking for hiring uh land real estate transaction coordinator here come 18,000 real estate agents failed real estate agents. that's the other thing because <laughs> if they were really doing well really busy they have their own transaction coordinators they're not applying for your job so um that I don't it's really interesting I think they just see real estate and then they just glom onto that oh they think that I know how to work deals through the system which I understand that was 
you know, they've done deals and they followed them through the system, which really does make sense. I mean, all of it does make sense. You're like, what are you talking about, Jill? It sounds like they know how to do this stuff. Why would they make a good transaction crater? I haven't figured that out. There's some disconnect. Do you like, do you know what the disconnect is? And it, like, they've never done the transaction coordinator, but they've only been an agent. They will come find you. I have just probably incorrectly assumed that within the last several years, there's some ideology out there about applying for every single job that's got keywords in it. Maybe it's even uh, that could be. You know, software. Oh, that could be. And so I don't think that. I don't think that there's a person on uh, the other end of the your job posting that's looking through 60 job postings and saying, I, oh, I might be good at this one. I might be good at this one. Well, you know, there could be. It's a numbers game. So you're going to look at probably 30, 40, 80 people and one or, or two more. potentially get to the second round. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, so just That's saying, what we're here to. That could be. Hope, we're here we're, to discuss it. We're all hoping it. that you're going to solve this for us. Well, so. I will solve it. <laughs> so what's interesting is, but I've got on the phone with those people honestly and here's what here's what they've here's the general consensus they're like i've been a real estate agent and i'm tired of these investors making all this money so i'm wanting i need to get going down that path of being an investor myself and then i saw you guys this is what happens to me then i saw you guys and you're a land academy so i'm going to come in and learn from you but they still there's still a disconnect i haven't figured that out yet so um well i mean i guess i have they just they just don't have it in them sometimes so Fast forward, let's, let's, we'll, we'll push, we're going to push that point aside here. So who do you hire? What? Okay, Jill, I got that part. You know what you really want? You want a really organized, detailed person whom in a perfect world uh, has prior escrow experience and, and can speak the language of Many different kinds of people, if you will. Very, very good communication skills. That's what I have. What's really interesting is my number one primary transaction coiner is also a licensed agent. Slash, however, this is what she loves. She did this forever. She she became, and she's just so flipping good at it. She likes having 80 deals at a time on her plate. That's her happy place. So that's what I'm saying. She has the same goals as Joe. Yeah. She gets, she calls me when she's bored. Like, I need more deals. I don't know what to do. I'm, she's like looking for stuff to do. She goes digging. This is the best part. When you find the right person, the right, they're going to go digging and go, do you know you still own that property? I just got a tax bill for it. It slipped through the cracks. Like, yes. Thank you. You want me to get it posted for you and find an agent? Yeah. That's the right transaction coordinator. I agree. So we got that. So that's who you're looking for, right? And you need to have these hard conversations with them. You need to ask a lot of questions and don't be afraid to put them through some tests like make sure they can handle Excel. Make sure whatever your CRM is going to be there using, I use Airtable. Make sure they can handle that stuff. You know, they don't have to be a pro coming into it, but they need to be able to understand it. There's, um, if they're an older escort agent, which is great, some of them might might have a transition from paperwork to that. So I, again, am very, very, very fortunate. Mine's a rock star. Did just great. Loves it. 
So um, how do I train them? You know what? You, you spend some time with them. So we did personally. I, I have personal stuff to say about this, and I can't wait to hear your answer. Oh, okay. how, do you, how do you train them? For me personally, we sat together for a couple of weeks in the office and just did stuff together. You know, and she got to know me and how, I, how my brain is wired, and I got to know her and how she does stuff. And we, we came up with some solutions together. Like, here's how I put these in. She's like, well, can you do it like this because it's faster for me? No problem. You know, we worked we worked out the kinks together for just a couple weeks, um, and that was it. The other thing is, she was really good at going out and finding. Not even at the beginning, but I had to kind of I kind of sh- showed her the way with YouTube videos, and she'll very nicely say that it's very cute. I'm like, you know, instead of asking me, it's probably on YouTube, and it was just a little switch, little light bulb switch. She's like. Oh yeah. So that was a good training tool for me too. Just, just reminding her that there's other resources out there that are free to get you what you need. And then, then you come to me when it's like, okay, this is big or this is something or whatever it is. I don't believe in training. Oh, I've said oh. this to our managers and I continue to say it. If you have to hire, if you hire somebody under you that needs to be trained, that's, they're not the right person whatever you're hiring for as a manager and that what you need that person to do they should be exceedingly better at it than you ever hope to be and they should be coming to you with years and years as many years as possible of experience uh and whatever you're training them to do it is always a great thing so if you're going to get somebody that is a good web designer slash programmer um the person that they're going to report to and certainly in our case the person that they report to is just is a very good manager that's they're good at managing and keeping people on track and keeping employees happy and on and on and on they're not necessarily they shouldn't be good at exactly what that person is hired for so the training really should be called acclimation acclimating that's what it is it's acclimating you're great at being a transaction coordinator already i can see that you've done 30 plus deals a month for the last 22 years and in jan's case i think that's pretty close to it but you probably haven't used the software that we're using so here's the deal with our software uh here's kind of what i expect mm-hmm. uh, and i know jill's style is ridiculously hands-off you know mm-hmm. she her, in a perfect world jill talks to the, the tc once a week mm-hmm. so that might be new for them you know uh and and here's oh by the way here's this thing called land academy that we have running over here you and i are just going to go do real estate deals but we got this thing over here and every thursday we do we we talk to everybody Mm -hmm. so please show up for that and then that's about it he's right i didn't train her anything on how to do a deal close a deal open escrow close escrow if anything here's the best part you know when you got a good one when they train other escrow agents how to do their jobs that has happened there's times that we've had things where we're dealing with an escrow in a you know in four states over and my tc goes all right here's how you solve the problem with this fill in the blank you know she gets the deals done because she's that good here's how you get hired in one of our companies you come in and after a half hour of answering questions and listening you say some version of this you know, that's really interesting that you guys do it this way, but I think I might have a better solution because uh, I did this thing over here a year ago for this company that I worked with, and it worked really, really, really well. And I think that you're trying to accomplish the same thing as uh, that they are, and there's this newer, newer software product that I think can help us get it there. So I'm happy to do it your way, but I think there might be a better, more efficient, uh, newer solution mm-hmm. hired on the spot. 
That's it. No ego here. I wish there was there's a way. No managerial. We don't put up with it in any of our companies. There's no egos. We're just trying to get to the uh, finish line. Exactly. So when you're putting your posting together, you know you need to. You're going to say transaction coordinator, but the very first line needs to say, "Hey, I'd like you to have ten plus years of escrow experience." You know, and, you know, let me know what CRMs you're comfortable with or how you did your 10 plus years and maybe doing 50 deals a month plus, you know, then, you know, you got a person that's, that's solved some problems and been, been through some things. So I am so fortunate, you know, your other thing, who's going to answer the phones, I think, cause mine um, she's just so good. She's good on the phones with everybody. She, she can talk to sellers. She can talk to buyers. She can talk to, you know, any, every escrow person. I've even learned from her, like she takes a step back and asks the escrow agent, do you like text, email, phone calls, fill you know, instant message? How do you want me to communicate with you when I need to get you for something? That's perfect. Mm-hmm. You should learn from the people you hire. Yeah. It, it should never, this gets confusing, mm-hmm. especially for, I think, um, people that are really True. young uh, or people who have been trained in a huge company. Yep. Geez, I'll throw some names out there. Like Starbucks has an amazing uh, customer service type program and a training program that everybody goes through. Um, I know some of the really big companies like Microsoft and uh, uh, the manufacturing car, co- uh, assembly car companies like Toyota and General Motors have acclimation programs and training and what to expect and certainly healthcare. Anybody, if you ever have had a healthcare job, months and months of training to acclimate into the system and the software and all that. So when you start to bring people in, they're expecting, this is a huge red flag for me. Oh, so when does my training start? Oh yeah. It, it doesn't start. You're, you're it's should, like, you let's should get be, to work. You should be improving all of this Yeah. Uh, in about the second hour after you sign out of HR. And so that's very hard for people to swallow. They kind of want to get on the escalator mm-hmm. or like that conveyor thing in the, in the, uh, not necessarily going up. Geez, I don't mean going up. I mean, flatly just get on that thing mm-hmm. at the airport so well, you don't have to walk. So that's really what I meant. The escalator. It's a pretty serious joke in there. <laughs> most, like most the, employees. It's a people mover conveyor <laughs> yeah. belt thing. Most people, most employees want to get on that conveyor belt so they don't have to walk, uh, don't have to carry any luggage and, uh, just get off of it at 5.05. Here I am again, saving the day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from one of our weekly Thursday closed member webinar calls. Counted with 195000 Collier County, Florida. Thinks we could sell it for two sixty. It's 2.73 acres. It's residential next to some really nice houses. I'm hoping for for 260. Uh, all upland lot. Flood zone AH. That's good in this area. Close to new development. I think that uh, Carl and Samantha have done some stuff down that way. Uh, it was alive. A couple bought it for 130 in uh, 2020 with the intent to build a home, but looking to sell to gain equity in their business. I like that. No HOA, we've been talking to your realtor, is very familiar with the area. He thinks it will sell within 60 days at proposed sales price of like 259 to 269. All right, so these properties are really easy See? to value. Super, super, super easy to value this. Oh, wow. Nice. 
It's not in a flood zone in Florida, which is quite amazing. And look but at they that. built these up, Joe. They did. They look built them up all around. That's wild. So That's prepare yourself cool. for grading. But the good news is that the adjacent property to the north is worth six fifty right now. How nice that is. You're going to buy this property for two hundred. If you follow the infill lot rules of ten percent, then you should be paying sixty four, sixty five thousand dollars for this property, and the person who's going to build a house on it should buy it from you for a hundred thousand. I think the property is too high. I, too I would much. pay $50,000 for this lot. Yeah. You, so they counted at 195. Peter, you were probably right on your original offer. Jill, you have something inspirational to share this week. Yeah. You know, I was talking with Christopher, um, who works with us, who's new with us and has been helping me answer questions when people call in and they're like, I want to, I want to talk about land Academy. I think this might be for me kind of thing. And one of the common things that comes up is people like they're all excited. They call in they're like, this is great. This is great. Okay. I'm in. I, I, I love it. I know this is what I want to do. I've been following you guys for a year. Um, I've saved up this much money. Um, I've done all the things you said. I'm like, all right, well, let's go. We're right here. You, you did this, this, and this. You understand it. Yep. I, you know about this. Yep. I know about that. Okay. So let's, let's go. And they're like, yeah, let's go. And then they don't. And then they don't. And then they don't. They're procrastinating, right? Can you read the title? I will get to the title. Oh, you're going to work it in? Because <laughs> I, I was intrigued by this title that you wrote. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll just sit here quietly and listen. Just, please, preferably on your hands. <laughs> so, so anyway, this title came from Christopher because he's experiencing it too. And he has actually, he comes from, he has has done similar helped answer phone calls and for uh people in other worlds other companies other things um kind of kind of some coaching related right and this comes up and as you said like here i'm over here at land academy it still comes up and it's it's getting over fear disguised as procrastination so what i want to talk about for a few minutes is this procrastination you know, and there's, there's usually a fear. There's something you haven't uncovered that's holding you back. And often I have found there's one fear. There's one common fear that everybody has keeping them from, from finally jumping in and doing this. And do you know what it is? Oh, geez. What was the biggest fear to stop somebody from jumping in? Commitment. Mm -mm. Failing. Oh, just failing. Just like, what if I screw up? Oh, I was up? talking about me. Oh, fear, yeah. Fear of commitment. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a very true. That's I already, a, I know I'm yeah. gonna fail. Whatever Sweetheart, I start, I know Sweetheart, I'm a failure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a rub your chest. That's a very, that's a very real feeling too. <laughs> I know I'm gonna fail at whatever I start. Well, I can get over. If you don't failure. commit, that's gonna fail. That's true. Which. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's what I get for asking you. <laughs> so, all right. I'm asking you, listener. Just having my own thoughts. Sorry. All right. There you go. So, it's usually failure. And you know what? And and so, what's the worst thing that can happen? 
think about this for a moment. So flipping what? What if you get in, you do well, you do something wrong, you make a mistake, so what? You're not going to do that again. You pick yourself up, you dive right back in, and you move forward. You learn from those mistakes, number one. Number two, I'm going to tell you, one of the great things about about the world that we the, that we float around in is we're here to help and it's I'm here to help you and there's so many people in Land Academy I love these conversations I pop in and pop out of discord which is our online community where everybody the members chat and talk because I'm like y'all don't need me I love it there's so much helping going on there so much hey I got the money I'll fund that deal so much oh I've got a photographer over here or I've got a title agent over here or here's how you solve this problem I'm like you guys it's like this beautiful little uh, bubble where everybody's helping each other so that's another nice thing you have this resource group to even keep you from making mistakes but don't worry you know what you're still gonna do it you're still going to make a mistake. I mean, do I make mistakes still? Oh my gosh, yes. You know, not the stupid ones like I forgot to ask about HOA. I learned that one. You know, and or how much is the HOA, the transfer fees? I've even learned that since Land Academy. I forgot to ask that question. I got hit with a couple thousand dollar transfer fees. I'm like, well, great. I'll never do that again. So what? You, you are going to make mistakes. So you have to, you have to move past that. Do you have any other things that, other than commitment, (laughs) (laughs) that you think, you know, people might, you know, well, it's failure is my, is my biggest one. Why people, they're afraid of failing is procrastinating. So, you know, I'm going to, I have another one. I'm going to think before I let you answer that. Oh yeah. yeah. No. Okay. So another one I think when you're ready, people, people are afraid of is the time involved and you're just going to have to get over that one and swallow it i think cuz it's not the money i think that i think they might sometimes not get over the time like i'm going to have to i'm going to have to give up some stuff yeah you will but it's not forever you know it's like starting anything gosh when you go to college what if you want to be a doctor you can't be a doctor part time you're going to be put your head down in it right um and then you're going to come up for air and and probably not not have to work as hard as you did in college but you got there i think there's a real huge difference between liking the idea of something oh yeah and actually doing it or succeeding at it or or having what it takes to get through um having what it takes to get to the other side where it's like wow this is how i thought this was going to be i watched uh, some documentary a few years ago uh about a guy building a tiny house when tiny houses were really a thing and and so she started filming it and he was all excited about it. He's got the plans. He's got a lot of experience as a carpenter and the whole thing is totally qualified to do it, do the show and do the, the uh, construction project done. And so he started it, got all the materials and began the whole project project. And then there's a lot of time lapse in the middle and he stops right in the middle and says, he looks at the camera and says, they're way over budget and it's taking like two years instead of three months. <laughs> he looks at the camera and says, in every project, there's a beginning, a middle, and the end. And the middle is terrible. The beginning is fun, and the end, the outcome is a blast. But the middle is awful, and it takes longer. It costs more, and it takes longer than you think. And that's always stuck with me, obviously. And I think, I think that's a big issue. I think you get, at some point, you get hung up saying this is too hard, or whatever's going to be on the other end of this, the end of it. This isn't worth it. 
that's why so many people drop out of medical school. It's like, you know what? I can go make some money now and do this. Mm. We're in the middle of this, and it is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. That's a perfect example. I also think, um, personally, I can tell you. When is the end? (laughs) I can tell you why I start something and don't finish it. It's almost always because there's a component that I can't stand. I loathe it. And so I finished it, finished this land thing with Jill because she does the part that I loathe. All right. And so you got to sub that stuff out. That's why I've started a lot of several things business-wise, professionally, and stopped because it's like, I got to talk on the phone all day to sell this thing? No way. The greatest thing that ever happened for me was the internet because Mm -hmm. it stopped me from talking to people. I can get all kinds of things done really effectively, efficiently, communication-wise. Yeah, thank God for email. I can communicate to 6,000 people all at once, which I do often. Or I can post something on Facebook or whatever and send some message out about this deal that we did and never have to talk to a soul. And so talking to people to me is very inefficient, so it stopped me... I've always been really jealous of people like Jill who who just wake up in the morning and they're like ready to go. Hey, let's uh, let's try this new thing. I'm going to tell this person, this person, and this person. Let's see what they've got. And maybe this person over here has got a new thing and, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm just not that. I'm, I, I have understand. to. I have to. It all has to be in a spreadsheet. I have to know how it's going to end before I start. Let me put it that way. Okay. Which actually leads me to my topic. Well, I'm going to finish on this. So, so getting over fear disguises procrastination. What do you do? You accept it. You're gonna. You're you're gonna. You're gonna. You you know. What's the fear is usually is usually something. You have to identify what it is, and then you have to accept it. So you could be afraid of making a mistake. You could be afraid of commitment. <laughs> You could be afraid of, um, I don't know, doing too well. Maybe like, I don't know what to, uh, what's going to happen. I'm, I mean, some people, I think that's a real thing. You could be afraid of, I'm going to have to hire. Um, I don't know. There's, so there's lots of different things. So you have to figure out what it is and just understand it and accept it and, and know what's so funny. You could be afraid of your new career as a Canadian stripper. That could be. <laughs> Which is valid. It's and so valid I'm fear. procrastinating, <laughs> showing up for work. Okay. This makes complete sense to me. All right. Because there's part of that job. There's I'm a lot of think, parts of that job that I would enjoy, but. Well, let's end on this. Let's at least do this. Let's say, I'm trying to think of one thing that I, well, you pro- you procrastinated learning the guitar, even though you forever wanted to do it. What was the fear? Or why were you procrastinating? Because honestly, because I didn't think I could do it. There you go. So that's a perfect, that's a perfect one. And I love that. We could end on that because that was the one, that was the third thing I wanted to bring up and I um, didn't, which is you're afraid you don't have what it takes. You're afraid you're not cut out. You're afraid you're not smart enough. Afraid you can't figure it out. You know what? You just might have to work that. I know hard. I can figure work it out. Work harder. So the what? Truth is, I know I can figure it out. Yeah. It's just how much effort's gonna is it gonna take? There you go. And if you really want it, you'll do it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Hey, Jack, do you have something to share with us today? Yeah, my little talk here is called deconstruction, deconstructing your way to success. So, like I alluded to just a minute ago. If I want to start down the path of doing something, anything, I don't care if it's fixing the sink, uh, taking a four-month trip with Jill on the uh, RV all over the country, buying and selling a piece of land, or, uh, geez, raising a child. I, and this is true. You know, I have to sit down 
and I'm consciously, I'm not letting stuff happen to Jill, happen to us or happening to me or happening to Jill and I together or our family or our kids. I hate that. I'm not going to let stuff happen. I'm going to put it all together and we're going to go down the path and with a reasonable expectation of uh, variance and adjustment. But I am going to deconstruct the whole thing, the RV trip or the raising of a child all the way to the point to the point where they're, you know, 19 or 20 years old. Spreadsheet it out, put some time frames together, usually associate money with it, and then go to work on the small little parts uh, that it takes to, be, to get to that long-term point of success. That's deconstruction your, your way into success. I'm actually writing a whole thing about it right now because I think that's something I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. becomes very natural to Jill and very natural. When I met Jill, she was already all like this. It wasn't something. I didn't sit her down and say, hey. That sounds like, she's like, she was like already like this. Like I'm like a scatterbrained crazy person. I mean, so I didn't sell her anything and say, hey, come over to my side. It's better. There's nothing like that happened. Yeah. She just already was, you know. So minus a spreadsheet, but she had her way of, True. like, you know, like she said earlier, we had the same goal way the heck out there. As far as you can see, it was the same goal. And she did True. it with little notebooks from, uh, you know, CVS. True. But I did it in Excel, and, and the outcome is the same, and it's still the same. So she was, de- without probably calling that that, deconstructing her way into uh, succeeding at whatever it is. I've got to make 62 sales phone, phone calls to do this, yeah. to get to this point, to make this amount of money so I can buy a new watch in Jill's case. That was usually her goal. still is, actually. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the mortgage, forget it. Jack will pay. Yeah. Stuff like that. Seriously. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's funny. But I really do think that being conscious of what your uh, what your goals are, and and putting it, writing it down, whatever makes sense to you, uh, and a, writing it down and understanding it and setting tiny little goals up, is essential for. for I I don't know any other way. In Land Academy, that's called the Equity Planner. Yes. That's if you're in Land is. Academy, you know what I'm talking about. A couple years ago, he he had this for us, you know. And it, was it the was it the 24 month millionaire? Yeah, we called it that originally. Originally, and then it became the Equity Planner. And all it is is a spreadsheet showing that. You know, where do you want to be? You, know, you can fill in at the end of the spreadsheet. I want in 24 months or 12 months, I want X amount of money in the bank. All right. Put that in there. And then a lot of it, he calculated it in there too. You put in how many deals you want to do, how hard you want to work. And then it lets you know, you got to send out this much mail. You got to plan for this. You got to do this many deals, you know, and they need to be, you know, this, you can adjust to based on how many deals you want to do. Then you're like, okay, then I'll do less deals, but they need to yield more profit. No brainer. And then, and then this is everything that Jack's saying right now. When you look at it, like, then you're like, oh, well, when you look at it like that, now I only got to do two deals a month and they have to each make at least 50 grand. Well, hello, I can do two deals a month. I could do that standing on my head. I'm going to try for three deals a month, and then I know if I screw up, I know I'm going to get my two deals a month kind of thing. There you go. I mean, the personal selfish truth about why I do this is because it it takes the stress out of it for me. True. So now it's like, well, I'm, I'm not a millionaire yet. You can sit around after three years of trying to do something and say, it's not, this doesn't work. Well, it didn't work because you didn't, from day one, deconstruct the whole thing, take, take it all apart. Mm-hmm. And then give yourself one tiny little goal to do this week or mm-hmm. the, the next three days. And now you're working two hours a day. Mm-hmm. 
on something and you will have uh, mm-hmm. uh, more money than you ever would have thought you would have had uh, within that time frame. And you only had to do two, hour, two hours a day or whatever that ends up being for you, however you deconstruct it. It's so good. It's, it's so much easier born to out swallow. Of lazy, laziness. All this stuff is born out of laziness. Well, I'm going to argue it makes you a happier person too because you often come up and go, I'm done on everything else to do today. You could work ahead, burn yourself out even too. Yeah. But he's like, no, I, I know I'm on the, exactly the right trajectory. I got, I got everything accomplished. It's going exactly as planned. And I'm I'm happy. And I'm not I, – I, when I was younger, I would work way ahead, but not, right. not anymore. You're right. Exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want the stress. I agree. <laughs> Hey, don't forget, you can reach us for questions and help simply by texting 480-530-7383. Join us next Wednesday for another interesting episode. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. We We are are Jack Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.